0: hey y'all welcome back to another episode of the from winning to dominating podcast i am your host Micah ahinsey today we're going to be talking about the five enemies of unity and how focusing on these five enemies will prove to be more effective than trying to focus on bringing in a ton of positivity to your culture this will naturally bring in the positivity and say it'll be a whole lot more simpler for you and save a whole lot more time all this and more is coming up We spend a lot of time trying to get everyone to work together, get everyone happy on the same page, unified under the company's purpose, make work fun, um, share, um, get a sense of shared purpose in our organizations, and just create more autonomy and unity within our companies and organizations and departments. While we're spending so much time trying to create That and input and insert positivity. What is it that we're actually trying to get rid of, though? What are the actual traits we're trying to get rid of? I've narrowed it down to five characteristics and traits, which I call the five enemies of unity. I found through these five, it's oftentimes a whole lot easier to focus on five enemies of unity. And by default, if we can prevent and fight with all of our heart's passion to prevent these five enemies from coming into our organizations to begin with or kick them out and prevent them from coming back, by default, the positivity, the autonomy, the positive work environment, the collaboration, it's all going to start coming together and working in our favor if we create a culture of fighting the five enemies of unity and keeping them outside of the organization. So let's, what are these five enemies of unity? First one, lack of communication. When the top CEO isn't communicating, when C-suite managers and officers are not communicating, vice presidents, when line managers are not communicating, there's There begins to start a trust um, issue within the company. Employees don't know what's going on they never know anything. They start talking to each other about stuff because employees want to know. Your team members want to know information that's going on. Even if it may not directly affect them, they still want to know. It makes them feel valued. It makes them feel trusted. It makes them feel loved. It makes them feel like they're actually a part of something other than showing up, clocking in, typing something on a computer, clocking out, going home. It gives them actual purpose and a sense of meaning within their work. So, we fight a lack of communication by communicating. It's shocking, right? If you're the CEO, you should be communicating anything that go is happening in a board meeting and your um, VP meetings. Anything like that. You should constantly be communicating to your direct reports. Your direct reports should constantly be communicating to yours. There should be um, videos, there should be newsletters, there should be something sent out by the CFO, CHRO, CEO almost every week. If you don't hold a weekly all staff meeting, or something of the sort. So that way everybody knows what's going on in the company. They know any upcoming events. They know if there's been changes. Even if it's bad, communicate if it's bad. Your employees need to know if something bad is going on in the company or profits are down or sales are down. And reinforce, we can turn this around and we can do this, and there are other options and solutions. It doesn't mean we're going into bankruptcy, but yes, right now we are running a little tighter. So here's some changes we're going to make in order to ride in this valley until we can get back up on a mountain. When you increase your communication, all you're doing is building trust, creating the autonomy, Getting more motivated employees coming into your office, and you're actually killing gossip when you are over communicating because your team members and your employees know what's going on, so the distrust in there is not doesn't start to fuel your employees talking to each other and starting rumors and starting gossip because there's communication so all of your employees heard the same message and the same thing because it was mass one message was massly communicated to everyone what however you you decide communication will work best for your company and you don't have to worry about the negative gossip or negative comments or distrust in the comments that sparks from this. Enemy number two going into this is gossip. Kill gossip. You heard on another episode all of my opinions about gossip. We want to drive gossip out. All it does is create bitterness. It shows your employees do not trust by definition gossip is a negative said to anyone who cannot solve the problem hand your praise and affirmation down hand your negatives up if there is an issue or a problem and if you're anywhere in business or in a business like mine there will be a problem that is why we're in business hand it up, go to the person that can help you solve the problem, get to the bottom of it and move forward. We give solutions, we don't feed into the drama, we don't feed into the negative comments and the gossip and just the back and forth that destroys our productivity. Excuse me. Number three, a lack of shared purpose. Does everyone on your team know why they're working for you? Does everyone on your team know why the company they work for exists? Know what purpose it serves? You should have a lack of shared purpose within your company and everyone on your team should know this. This goes back to communication and increasing your communication. Why do you exist? What is the purpose of your organization? And once you've established that, communicate, 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 communicate until you're literally blue in the face. And then after that, communicate some more and then go to your next officer down or next VP and have them start reiterating the same message and communicate, communicate your purpose, your vision, your why. That should be communicated weekly, if not daily. Everyone on your team should be able to say... I work for this company, this is what we do, and this is how I serve, and this is the role I play in the overall part of this huge or small operation. And this is how I make a difference within my community by working here and doing this. Even if they're an accountant, just going through the um, cost flow sheets and making sure all the pennies are lined up together and ever since accounted for. That's a huge role within a greater company or nonprofit mission of serving whatever it is you serve or do. And then enemy number four, unresolved disagreements. So any unresolved disagreements within your company, we want to get those resolved, If we have to have a little intervention and sit the two team members down that we know there's a disagreement with and get um, their direct manager, maybe yourself, to just kind of sit down and be like, okay, here's what's, we know this is what's going on. You speak and then you speak. And then let's have y'all work it out. And then they just kind of are able to talk it out and it's mediated if necessary between the manager or two managers for witness purposes to resolve a disagreement, get to a compromise or get to a middle ground even and be able to work and tolerate each other. Sometimes it could just be a total misunderstanding. That's why there's a huge disagreement about something and there's a misunderstanding and then once you they have the time and created the space to be able to understand from one side to the other, those team members That it may not even have been an entire issue or disagreement, and now they're able to work perfectly fine together. Or disagreements bigger within the company, like business decisions, there's huge disagreements. There should be a collaborative culture, and you should be able to hash out and constructively argue over business decisions to get to the best decision for your company and what your company needs to do they should not be getting out of hand and if some of those have gotten out of hand we want to go back and open those back up and then say okay how can we get to a compromise or a decision that works best for our company and keep the company in mind a lot of disagreements and stuff can happen when selfishness comes in and takes place or a sense of entitlement on whichever side it comes in and takes place. And team members, board members, whoever are not focused on the company's mission, the purpose, the shared purpose in getting the job done, serving the people. So we want to get any unresolved disagreements resolved and unify them back under a shared purpose. And then number five, this one drives me insane. I have seen it many times over, many times, to- many times over. I ju- it's something that can get me pressed every single time. Sanctioned incompetence. I don't know whose idea it is, but last time I checked, sanctioned incompetence. If that's too big of a word or phrase for you, sanctioned incompetence means rewarding bad behavior. There is so much indirect sanctioned incompetence within companies, it is appalling and disgusting. Rewarding bad behavior simply means you could be paying an employee that cannot do the job and keeping them around. You're keeping someone who is not competent in the job you hired them to do, and you're still paying them. That goes back to hiring good people. That is a donkey. They're incompetent in that position. If you have them in accounting and they just cannot get their number straight, and math is a struggle for them, but they're really good at communicating, why the heck are you keeping them in accounting? Move them over to a communication role or to a role that Deals more with people and then start rewarding them when they start succeeding in a role meant for them and their personality. Don't keep someone around that cannot do the job. Don't keep paying them if they cannot do the job. Help them find Their gifts, their niche, their calling, and if that's not at your company, that is okay. When your team knows they're for you're for them and you're there to serve them as well, the whole legalities and everything about the fear of getting sued is not as big of a deal when you create that loyalty amongst your team get rid of sanctioned incompetence and start sanctioning competence. Start rewarding the good behavior. Start a profit sharing plan or some type of incentive or bonuses when sales start going up, when your sales team hits certain numbers or your salesperson hits a certain number and it's the highest goal or a um, record-breaking goal. Reward them for that. When your accounting has um a perfect balance sheet, or they were able to submit stuff early or something, reward them for that, or let accounting share in some of the profits because they have a huge part in making sure everything's been lined up and making sure your budgets are there and keeping costs low and trying to increase profits and working with sales, trying to get revenue up create some sort of incentive so when that way so when your team is doing good they're rewarded instead of getting mediocre employees into roles and stuff but then they're still getting an annual bonus they're still getting paid and they're being rewarded for not working basically get rid of the sanctioned incompetence good lord why do we fight these five enemies Versus focusing on all the positive stuff. Because these five enemies right here. One, the list is a whole lot shorter. This, these five things are what we are trying to get rid of when we're trying to increase collaboration. When we're trying to bring unity in. When we're trying to create a positive environment. It ultimately boils down to getting rid of these five, getting rid of the lack of communication, which is increasing your communication, getting rid of gossip, which is building trust, increasing communication, and stopping any, negatives, any negative comments that are going down instead of going to a vice president or direct line supervisor that can help solve the issue creating a shared purpose instead of individual entitled purposes that each person in your company might have, resolving disagreements, getting rid of any unresolved disagreements so that way everyone is on the same page, they agree about everything, and even if they don't necessarily have or totally agree with a decision or think that decision should have been made, they're still right there and they're still going to back it up and see it through And if it was a wrong decision, then another decision will be made to fix it and create a better um, outcome for your business. And then getting rid of sanctioned incompetence. Start rewarding people when they're doing good instead of paying people who aren't really doing their job and keeping them around. All that's going to do is tick off the thoroughbreds you have hired, and it's going to drive them out of your company, which is going to destroy your culture. These five things, it doesn't matter how good your numbers are. I don't care how good your sales are. I don't care how um, wonderful that top salesperson is and they're bringing in almost a million a year in sales. I don't care how good any of that might be if there is gossip, if there's a lack of communication, if there's any of these five things in your company, your numbers sooner or later will start to reflect it. When your team member, your top performing team members start leaving because of sanctioned incompetence, your numbers will start to reflect it. When your highest sale per sales person is... A As big of a gossip as a Baptist church lady is creating prayer list, your numbers will start to reflect it when people stop, start looking for other places to go because they can't stand the negative be- comments and behavior from that one person. When there's a lack of communication and your team starts to not trust their supervisors and the board and you, the CEO or any of the vice presidents your numbers will start to reflect it when they stop performing for excellence and they start showing up to get a paycheck and going home. When there are unresolved disagreements, your numbers will start to reflect it when your employees can't get work done because they're too busy arguing with each other. That is why we are focused on the five enemies of unity and getting these completely out of our company An organization, which the byproduct of that is naturally bringing positivity and unity in these, if we're able to fight these out, the positive will just naturally fall and settle into place. Hey, y'all. Thank you for listening. I have so much fun on here and hope you do too. If you like what you heard, click the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using to stay up to date with content as it comes out. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Every rating and review helps so much. I will see you on the next From Winning to Dominating podcast episode.